Tasty Chops podcast is brought to you by tastychops.net. It's a sample service for producers and beat makers. If you make beats, don't sleep on this. Every single day, I'm going to send you dope samples chopped up into 16 little pieces ready for you to use. All you got to do is add drums and you got fire. You can try it out for free at tastychops.net. That's T-A-S-T-Y. C H O P S dot net. All right, so we've done we've done a little small talk chit chat. Let's just uh, get it. <laughs> All right. Feel like gentlemen now. Eh? We didn't just rush right into it and go straight into the intro. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel a, a friendly vibe, so we we good. <laughs> All right, so tasty chops pie. Um, I'm happy to welcome. It is my distinct pleasure to welcome one of my favorite producers from Detroit, Illingsworth. How you doing today, man? I'm feeling good, man. Thank you for having me, bro. It's a pleasure. It. Tell, let's start from the beginning, bro. Tell me about the beginning, <laughs> just the very, very beginning. You came out the womb, you were just making slaps. <laughs> this is how it yeah, uh, two people met and they liked each other long enough to have uh, intercourse, and here I, here I go. <laughs> and that, you know, to like each other long enough to have intercourse, that could be as short as like a couple minutes to a very long time. I don't even know. I don't want to know. But we don't I'm need here. to specify. Yeah, that, those are some details. We don't need to be oppressed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm All here. right. So, so first beat you ever made. Just tell me. Oh wow. What, <laughs> what you to do it. Yeah, like we're getting deep. Damn, bro. Uh, the first the first beat I ever made, it would have had to be. Um, it would have either had to be. Um, I might have this thing around here. So. All right, people in podcast audio world, you can't you see what I'm doing. I have a. Uh, Fisher SCK30, which was a, uh, it was attached to my brother's boombox many, many moons ago. And it just had like some, uh, it has like some program drum loops and then you could like hit certain keys and do like these pre-programmed melodies. But if you like, you know, hit, hit the buttons however you want, you can kind of make up your own little thing. That would technically be probably my first beat, like playing around on my brother's boombox. And then like later, um, pause tapes. I definitely had like a little pause tape error. And then uh, after pause tapes, the next thing for me was making beats on Stolen Time at, at the Guitar Center. And then- <laughs> I got some stories about stealing samples oh, at the Guitar Center for sure. <laughs> I used to walk in that motherfucker with a mini disc. Remember mini discs? Oh, and I had an aux, aux cable on the mini disc with a quarter inch adapter. <laughs> I put the mini disc in my pocket. I walk into the room with all the tritons, all the keyboards and nice. And I plug right in and I just hit C3 on every single patch. Bloop, 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 bloop. I had a mini disc full of like 10,000 sounds. I stole oh, yeah. you, did it. you did it better than we was doing. Oh, we, was, uh, we would do like, uh, we would get on the Korg tritons and shit like that. Yeah. And then do like uh, MIDI sequences and then like oh. save, save the shits, the floppies like that we brought. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Said, well, you know, a whole beat. <laughs> yeah. Make a whole beat in a, in a MIDI sequence and then just save the MIDI file and dip, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, that's before Splice. Like, before we had it so easy, we just go on YouTube and dig records and go on Splice and yeah. dig samples. We had to go yeah. down you know, to I, uh, and steal that shit. I, <laughs> I've never used Splice, man. Like, I, I got on there before, but I've never, like... Yo, hey, low-key, low-key, I recommend it. Like it's, it's like cheat codes, bro. It's magical. Like you have everything, man. Just imagine, like we, you have to, you have a. I'm sure you have like a big sample library of like drum breaks and yeah, all different sounds. But like you can dope. never have enough drum sounds, bro. You run out. Like if you're trying to use a new snare on every track, like I mean, well, for for, for, for for me, man, like I I like to. Uh, I don't. I'm like some people dig for new drums every time they make a beat. 
Right. I'm just always digging for drum sound. So I'm like, I'm just always like saving little sounds or making little sounds and making them into percussion and then saving them in a the folder. Right. So like, you know, so you have like, like a backlog of things to draw from when you yeah. sit down. You're not like you're not doing sample exploration when you sit down to make a beat. You're doing that beforehand all the time. And then you have it. Yeah. Like, At this point, I'm kind of forced to, man, just because, you know, be, being a new dad. And I'm, I feel like I'm going to say that phrase a lot. By the way, bro, congratulations. Yeah, I'm happy to. Yeah. It's like super tight. I'm super tired, but it's super dope. Um, but uh, because of like the nature of of what it takes to be like attentive at that, usually when I have like free time to do stuff, it's usually just like gathering sounds. And then like what what I started doing, uh, you know, with the with the cooperation of my wife on like Saturday mornings, she kind of gave me like a, a block of time where I can kind of use it uninterrupted. In a, in a lot of ways, yeah. or or like not uninterrupted, but like minimal interruptions. You know what I'm saying? If I hear like something going on crazy in the next room, I'm not just gonna be like, I just in there. studio time, baby. It's it's time. <laughs> yeah, like studio time. Like you know, figure it out, kid. <laughs> figure it out, right. formal though. But uh, <laughs> but um, you know, during that time, like that's that's now that's been the time when I like sit down and actually like put things together in the beats. And so far is I've had mixed results with it, just because you know. Uh, I'm one. Of, I'm one of the types of people who I went a long time just like grinding out stuff and not moving off inspiration. And and now these days I try to force stuff less because I, you know, I don't know. I feel like I've like sharpened that sword long enough, and that's not in any kind of egotistical type of way. But I feel like when I sit down to do something, I rather it have like a purpose now, right. <laughs> like like a clear defined purpose and so, so uh so previously like earlier in your in your career you, you would you say it was like formulaic like you were sitting down and you had like an idea of a formula that you were going uh, after or it was just more just like i'm pushing myself to make something no matter what whether i have an idea or not yeah more so the latter man yeah. like uh really up until maybe like a couple years ago i was like that and i've been you know i've been making beats for years and years and right. years but like Maybe up until like a couple of years ago, I, I I was going into everything with the I with the mindset of like sit down, grind out stuff, and come with something no matter what. And definitely like early early on, like I had uh, <laughs> I had a ridiculous period of like just trying to be super prolific where I was making like three beats a day every day. Yeah, that's like, better, man. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, you know, you talk to a lot of cats who have been doing it for a while. A lot of people were kind of doing the same type of thing where it's like, I'm making three joints a day every day. And I did that for like seven, eight years. You know what I'm saying? And like cats was really on that. But with everything, I think if you do it, if you do it too hard, you can get kind of burnt out a little bit. And, uh, you know, I'm not no superhuman or nothing like that, man. So I go through stages of that just like anybody else where, you know. You, you just got to take a step back. And right now is like an interesting time because like I feel like my daughter has kind of given me a, a, a really important reason to kind of rethink the way I do things, which I, I feel like at the time I very much was in need of. I mean, that's not her purpose here on Earth to just be something to like make me <laughs> make me <laughs> yeah. better at, at making music for people. But like, you know, it's, it's just one of the byproducts. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. man. Amazing. So uh, tell me how you linked up with uh, with shoes and street corner music. 
Well, you know, she was is uh, you know, from the crib. So like or, or, originally, um originally, cause I, you know, I've been in like a couple different rap groups. I've been doing stuff for years. So my first interactions with him was just as like a fan of music going to parties and he would be like spinning at stuff or whatever. But um you know, as me and my group, Detroit City, uh, CYDI, which stands for Can You Dig It, as we started doing things, I feel like it was like the mid to late aughts is what you would call it, I guess, the 2000s. <laughs> uh, I th- yeah, I, th- I think we started to, to come across his radar. And then and then we had a mutual friend who I think had a like kind of name dropped us to him before. And then uh, some, somehow through that, he, he started hearing stuff and it happened to line up around the time where he was like doing like the gift series and all that stuff. And so originally, I, I think I was uh, my album was supposed to be like part of that gift series, but it ended up just being like an album. You know what I mean? Because my album is called Worth the Wait. It's not like, you know, the gift volume, whatever. Um, but yeah, man, shoes, uh, you know, definitely. um you know did me a great honor of being like the person to usher in my first vinyl like solo vinyl into the world you know what i mean that's a great yeah you know what i mean like before that um like i've i i have i think i think my group did a 45 that came out before that and then uh my homie self says who is a incredible mc and also producer great friend of mine um I had I had done some tracks uh, for him that I think I came out on 45 before that, but that was the first uh, vinyl. Um, and then you know recently I had the one with uh with Mello, which uh, you know is another like I'm you know I'm I'm always thankful and grateful for like people like just enjoying my music enough to want to you know extend their abilities to what I do. You know what I'm saying so. Man, you you have enjoyable music, so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you uh you just had something on the uh, the the new Negroes soundtrack, the Open Mike Eagles yeah. show that he's got on Comedy Central. Yep, actually on the um, so on the season finale, um, which I think is either labeled like episode ten or episodes nine and ten, because I think they showed them like back to back, both the comedy uh musical songs that they put in that in those episodes are ones that I produce. Awesome. So like so like it's very easy to tell people like if they just if watch the whole show, you know what I mean? If you yeah. out there you're like the new Negroes, like watch the whole thing, but like for like people that I know who know me or know of that primarily through me and that just want to watch those episodes, it's very easy to be like, watch the season finale, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they hear all the songs. And then uh there's also like some beats on there for like when like people like walk up to the stage <laughs> where like it's like you know short stuff playing in the background bed, bed music yeah oh. like for all the for all the people out there trying to get into licensing that's the way you can you know do your thing they like they need music for everything <laughs> right. and so was that something that you set up through uh through an agent or just a relationship that you have with mike um, well you know what over over my eagle is another one of those people who like has helped me tremendously in my like musical journey of you know for no other reason than like he i guess he enjoys what i do Shout that out much. like he's such a real one man i really i love open mic eagle yeah he's, he's really a good awesome. dude and he's one of my favorite rappers which is yeah. also another plus of like just being able to have like 
a very easygoing relationship with him as it pertains to like making music. And then once again, I gotta I gotta shout out Self Says again because Self Says, my homie who is uh, originally from Lansing, Michigan, he's in Philly right now, but he's the one who intro- not only introduced me to Mike's music, but he introduced me to Mike. Mm. And so like I wouldn't even you know I mean I would I won't say I wouldn't even know Mike because I still you know. Uh, pay attention. Yeah, he's. I still he's pay attention moves. to yeah, the, yeah. yeah, but like at the time, this was before like. This was before what year was that? It was before like people was really, really like super duper, like looking at Mike and bigging up Mike. Like, it was like my my homie was like, hey, I, I want to do this track with this dude named Open My Eagle, who I think is dope. Like they already had a relationship. He's like, I want you to do a beat for it, and like it started from there. And then when uh, he came into town to do some shows, um, at the time I was doing like hype man DJ duties for himself. And so like doing that at the show, like he, they, they did a show together. That's how I was able to meet him. That's how I was able to uh, meet Rory, uh, Milo, you know what I'm saying? Cats Milo, like, yeah. like, shout out to know. Milo. Yeah, that's a good dude, well, man. He's, very, he's not calling himself Milo dude. anymore, right? No, he's, no, no, no. Yeah, he changed his name. He's yeah, it's, it's like his real... Yeah, yeah it's his real name. <laughs> <laughs> he went real. You know, I was, I spelled my name with an S, eraser, F A S E, and it's caused me so many headaches. There's been so many times where I've been just like, God damn it, maybe I should just go to Tony Barco, man. <laughs> just go back to my real name. Screw it. Hey, man, I, I thought about that at one time too, man, using my real name. Oh, you've but got a hard name, bro. Document. <laughs> that's good. I would change well, that. <laughs> well, te- well, technically, I, I dropped the doc it's, at like oh, around the time when I started, like, yeah, like around the time when I started, like, trying to put my stuff on like the Spotify's and the Apple music and all that. I took the doc off uh, just to make it shorter. And partly because there's a homie in Chicago who um, I actually did a couple shows with. There's a dude in Chicago who produces, who goes by the name doc ill. Uh, and so like there were, yeah, there was at least two situations where people were, were in Chicago were texting me like, Oh, you got a show coming up here. And it was like, no man, that's the homie. <laughs> It's not me. <laughs> and so, like, that kind of cemented it or whatever, you know what I mean? Just, you know, no reason to, to self-apply doc <laughs> anymore. <Right. laughs> um, are you working on anything new? You got new music coming soon? Um, well, I'm always working on stuff because, you know, like, that's just the nature of yeah. being addicted to <laughs> making beats and stuff. But uh, nothing, nothing slated right now, man. I kind of, in a way, I've kind of fallen back, but... I mean, you While just have I'm a baby, like, bro. It's forgiving, yeah. man. Like, you and your lady take all the time you need and yeah. nur- nurture that new life, you know? And then, like, you got to live it first, and then you could ride it. And so, Absolutely. right now, you're doing the living part, you know? And so, yeah. And it's, man, it's 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 a lot of fun, too. It's a lot of fun. Having a baby or making peace? <laughs> having a baby. I mean, both. But definitely having a baby. This is a very new experience, man. It's been... Uh, a lot of fun in general, a lot of unexpected fun and emotions and just like, you know, it's, it's like, it, it, I don't know, man. M- maybe it'll be different once she gets older, but like, I, I feel like such like a pure, it's like such a pure endeavor. I, I so, see it in your, uh, on your Instagram too, because you're so, you're really whimsical, you know, like all your posts are super like fun and silly and like, yeah, you have just like I mean, a really me. carefree kind of <laughs> attitude, you know, and then seeing you in this new light where you're, you're a dad and you're still you, you know, you're like, you're still singing silly songs, your kid, <laughs> like just, yeah. just being a whimsical, funny guy, but now you got a baby in the picture too. And so it's like oh, yeah. really interesting to see that transition for you. 
it is dope, man. It's, yeah, it's, I'm I'm definitely dope. not jealous of the tired all the time part, <laughs> and that that seems like everyone everyone says the same thing. Is no, it ain't no awesome. joke, bro. <laughs> it ain't no joke. But you know what? You'll be surprised how quickly you get used to like being sleep deprived. Like you get you get used to it, and it'll just be a part of your life. It won't be like a headache. Huh. You know what I mean? Like maybe like after like week two, you'll be like, okay, this wow. is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like thro- <laughs> learning a new language. You know, like you're thrown into if you're thrown into a country where you have to speak the language, then you're gonna learn it much faster than if you're just trying to do it on your own leisure. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta survive. So, uh, so, so you you do a lot of stuff on the internet while you're not touring. You're doing like Twitch streaming. So, talk to me a little bit about this. Uh, this is it an angle for you, or are you just doing um, it because it's fun, or is it like are you trying to promote with it, or like what's usually? The- well, for me, usually everything starts out because it's fun, and then like once Jeez. it starts to feel like it's an angle, or like is I'm doing it for other people that's usually what i like stop for a while yeah i agree you know yeah. what i mean like message. for example i give you a quick example so like uh for people that know of me already they probably know i've been doing like this silly like cowboy kevin i love it thing I love it. <laughs> I love it. you know what i'm saying like yeah, i was we might doing... have to call him up and get him in on at the end of the pod <laughs> I, w- I was doing I was doing the cowboy Kevin's kind of hard for a minute because they were super fun, but then like people kept like Sing asking for town road. Sing yeah, and then it's like man, I don't like doing this no more. Or I, you know, I just had to fall back from it for a minute. You know what I mean? And so now I'm kind of back to the point where I'm like, All right, I kind of want to do some more cowboy Kevin videos or whatever. Did so I might do some more. Yeah, zooming in super close to your to your nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's a way to like accent things. It's like a video version of a ad lib or overdub, you know what I'm saying? It's like... sure. and <laughs> it's clear, like you feel like a sort of freedom, you know, like you have no problem, like just talking into the mic and, and talking into the camera and just with no hangups about like, what are people going to think about what I'm saying? You're like, well, I, none I, of that. I, I appreciate that it comes off like that because like definitely for Twitch, I do end up like sometimes I'll sit down, I get everything set up to go on Twitch, and then I just won't do it. Cause I'll be like, man, I don't really feel like doing this right now. Or I feel like I'm gonna get on there and be like playing something I don't feel like playing. I mean, that's kind of why I only be playing like two games when I get on Twitch, man. Like I play the two games that I really enjoy playing, which is like Tekken 7 and Fallout 4. And from time to time, I'll get on there and just do like a what's called like a just chatting stream where you just on there talking to your chat room you know what i mean and then is the community that follows you on there is it the same community that listens to your music or do you have like a different following for the video uh, most of the people that c- come and watch me on twitch which at least at this at this point in time like the max that i probably get as far as like concurrent viewers is probably like 10 <laughs> but like the most the most people that come most of the people that come watch me are typically people who um have followed my music first. I will get on there sometimes and like get new followers who just happen to be like looking for Tekken or whatever, for example. But uh, most of the people on there followed my music first and then uh, kind of got into the stream and just stuck around because they enjoy like hearing me say stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is fun, man. I, I like saying stupid stuff. It's super shit. fun. Yeah, it's, it's. We live in a world where like. It's, People take themselves, it's really easy to be susceptible to falling into the, the trap of taking yourself too seriously. Yeah, and I when I look at Illink, yeah, when I look at you, I see somebody who like, you don't take 
yourself too seriously. You know how to enjoy your time, and you know that it's not it's not that important, man. I, like I, I, I try to, man. I try to. I mean, I do. I do have moments just like anybody where I'm like, man, what are people gonna think about this? But like, I try to. I try to approach everything with levity and that helps kind of balance things out. You know what I mean? I, I definitely see it in, in the way that you move. <laughs> like, I mean, just like we're on the internet, there's people putting up top 50 lists, people getting mad about stupid, you know what I mean? Like you left my favorite rapper off the top 50 yeah. list, get out of here, man. Like, I think when I, when I was younger, I used to care a whole lot about that type of stuff as far as like, this person is the best rapper and da da da. Like, like no man, people like what they like. Leave them alone. <laughs> right. Well, I think with age, you see, you know, you have some adversity in your life. You see yeah. some stuff. If you've seen like some real serious stuff to get really upset about, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. You, you see the futility of like arguing over like. Yeah, bro. Art. Like, like you, you grew up in Detroit. Like I seen, I seen somebody get shot when I was 19 years old outside Word of the club. You know. Word and up. like after seeing that, like. Do you, I'm sure it changed you your perspective. Stuff after that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's um yeah man the the small stuff is not for sweating and that that's one thing i definitely appreciate about it. um appreciate that so, so let's let's get into some like random ethereal so like <laughs> on your on your hard drive okay uh the the day that you you expire oh who, wow who's gonna look at that hard drive and what the hell are they gonna find like <laughs> as, as far in, in your beach <laughs> <laughs> this is something that I think about for my hard drive all the time. Like, uh, who's gonna manage this, and what the hell are they gonna think when they pull up all these sessions? I can kind of, I can kind of look at it right now. Uh, in my Beats, so I got, I tell you my file structure. How about that? In my Beats folder is just like loose beat project files for the most part, and uh, you know everything can be arranged chronologically for the most part. I probably have. Let me see how many years back this, some of this stuff goes. I got at least nine years worth of stuff in here. It's actually more than that, but I've been through many computers. And so like certain stuff, the like created by date has changed. <laughs> but some of this stuff might date back to like 2001. As a matter of fact, I'm sure it does. Wow, but, I lost uh, everything previous to 2006. Ooh. So it was a computer that died and it was going to cost like And <laughs> to, you know what, I'm done. <laughs> it's good. Hey. You're in Ableton, right? Are you on Ableton? That's what I'm using primarily uh, these days. Um, when I first started really, really like making stuff for myself and for my homies, I was using, uh, man, was it Acid 2.0? I was on Acid 2.0. That's what it's called. <laughs> That's yeah, old so, school, man. That's like 96, 97. Man, I, I, I wasn't using it that far back, but like I used, I used the Acid program all the way through to acid seven and like after they stopped updating acid seven i was still kind of using it as the primary thing to make beats on but acid, acid was an amazing program for its time because of the yeah. warping the, the you could snap loops and it would warp it was all yeah. loop based and there was no real-time effects you had to use soundforge to process your effects in a separate <laughs> app and if it didn't sound right then you had to go it was destructive too so you had to save an extra copy just in case it doesn't sound right. Oh, you know what? When I when I was using it, when I was using it, I think they had the uh, effects on there by then. Like, but it was like it was like Direct X effects. Right, for, right, right, for, right. And then like yeah. later, later they added uh, where you could uh, use VSTs because that wasn't always available. I was already off acid by then. Yeah, my, <laughs> man, we were. I would have because my parents. I was kind of like 
in high school, I was kind of latchkey. So my parents were like at work and I would have like a few hours in between they would come home. So I would have friends over after school, we'd walk to my house and I just put on the microphone on my compact presario <laughs> and I'd open oh, up. Oh I had a compact too. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to compact, bro. Let's go. <laughs> on my on my 33.6 modem, bro. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, so I would have my friends over and I would just put on the mic and I'd hit on cool edit on the computer. I would hit record and they would just start talking into the microphone. We would talk about our classmates. We would talk about like, <laughs> like this guy is a jerk. He's a big fat dummy. You know, like we would right. say all this stuff into the mic and then edit that up and put it up over techno beats. And then we'd burn CDs and like end them out. <laughs> And that was like the first foray into it. And it, it never took it seriously until after high school and all, all the music stuff started happening. But yeah, that was my first uh, my first time making beats. Acid Pro 2.0, maybe ninth grade, 10th grade. That's yeah. <laughs> Acid boys, connect. Acid, Acid boys, do that. Acid, Acid. <laughs> Acid gang. <laughs> right, right, right. Fist bump. <laughs> So uh, what do you what do you have in the works for the rest of the year? You um well you know like I said I bet I I, I started doing like this uh you know Saturday time space for like my own personal recording. I kind of opened it up to like my group mates too. I mentioned before my group Detroit City, uh, CYDI, um to like for us to start recording stuff again because you know for at least like for myself it's it's a hobby and a career. For me and my homies as a group, it's kind of more of a hobby, but it's a hobby that we all enjoy and we still will come together from time to time and record EPs and, you know, do shows for a while till we don't feel like doing shows, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, it's one of those things where like that per se is not so much of a career pursuit. So it allows for, for us all to like get in kind of a different artistic and creative space so i'll probably be doing some of that eventually i'll probably release like a, a another uh, like rap ep or something like that probably independently um the next time i do something with a label i kind of want to have a project completely done first um the last time i did a, a, a label project it was the kind of thing where i went into it and then had to create an album and that's a weird type of pressure that i don't want to put on myself again yeah, when there's deadlines too, and then once you have something done and you hand it to them, they're not going back and making changes to it. You're done with it. Yeah, yeah. But, just the just the idea of like entering into a partnership where you're not done with your part already is a pressure that I don't want to have to go into again if I don't have to. You know what I mean? Right. It's like having homework and then putting it off. You know, you feel guilty the yeah. whole time until you actually do the homework and then yeah. And the, and the thing about it is. <laughs> yeah, and the thing about it is with beats, it's not exactly like doing homework. Cause like, say for example, if you're doing like math homework, you know, there's an answer. If you're making right. art, it's like I don't know if I it's like this or yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's all subjective. subjective or whatever. Yeah, you know exactly. Once you add in the element of like it's for work and it's for somebody else too, you're not doing it just because like you woke up and felt like doing it. You're doing it because you got to complete this project for work, yeah. and then it becomes like this chore. You start looking at it this whole different angle, that element of like, maybe I want to put this off until later kind of thing starts coming up. Yeah, it's the push and pull of like the procrastination and the guilt from the procrastination and all weighed down by the pressure of the project. And, and it's a lot of stuff like that, like within the industry of music, which also makes me cling so heavily to like the idea of levity and just being whimsical, man, because like, you know, 
this this stuff can can get to you you know what i mean and you gotta have something to co- counterbalance that and like for me like i've always loved music but really like comedy too is 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 one of my like very early artistic loves oh here comes my wife she's coming to take my baby oh, sorry <laughs> i was supposed to be here no oh, no you're good. you're good congratulations <laughs> hey say congratulations thank you <laughs> yep 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 that's my lovely wife brandy she is the best um what were we saying <laughs> what were we talking about because <laughs> i i act okay. like it <laughs> like it never happened um so uh, you're from Detroit. Dilla had to be a, a really big part of your your coming up. Absolutely. Um, me in general, like I'm the <laughs> I'm the person who always kind of gets to things that everybody are hype about kind of late. And so when I originally got into production, <laughs> I think I was mostly inspired by like West Coast stuff and then like Eric Sermon. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh who else early on dj premier pete rock and then it wasn't until like early 2000s when i when i actually started to learn about like slum village you know what i'm saying t3 by 10 uh dilla and like some of the other groups that kind of rolled in that in that circle and and like that sound and around that time is when i was like oh man like everything sounds so cool and, and loose you know what I'm saying? I started turning the quantize off on everything. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like trying trying to be like the heroes. But like, you know, before even before Dilla, you know what I'm saying? One of my big inspirations was Pete Rock. And then finding out later that one of Dilla's biggest inspirations was Pete Rock. It's like, oh snap. Like this like the DNA lineage is dope. Like just being able to and then and then like when you when you know that and you start, you know, developing your ear and listening, you can hear it too. You know what I mean? You, you hear could, Primo too as well. You just know it's him every time. DiBiase as well. You hear DB. You oh man, know that's the homie, man. That's that's oh man, that guy is is an incredible dude. <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. He's one of my biggest inspirations. One of my favorite producers. Um, early on when I was making beats, it was like listening to DB's beats and being like, "How do I do that?" That's what I want to do. <laughs> Man, that's one of the homies too. It's so funny, man. Like, you know, I'm I'm from Detroit, born and raised. Um, you know what I'm saying? DiBiase is from California. We've done like a bunch of shows together. <laughs> like, we you know what I'm saying? We've done shows in Detroit. We done done shows in Austin. We done shows in Chicago. It's so funny. Like, and that's that's a dude I look up to and he's he's a dope dude, but it's just so funny like how many shows we've done together not being from the same place right yeah and the two places are nowhere close to each other <laughs> i feel like we've done at least like eight shows together like over the years it's a blessing man he anytime yeah chance to catch him if he's in town i'm always there and uh yeah where, where are you are you in california i'm in los angeles yeah I you're, okay in LA. you're in la yeah born and raised los angeles uh never Word moved up. Traveled around, played played all around the country, but I've, I've never moved out of LA. I never felt a Word pull up. to. Um, did you ever get a chance to play Low End Theory in uh, in LA? Yeah, I played it. I played it once in. I want to say it was like 2015, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think Same who was on that bill. I think John Wayne was on that bill. Shoot, I might have uh, been there that night. I'm trying to think. Lena Fornia was not on the bill, but that's when I, I met her that night. Shout out to Lena. Lena's a homegirl. We're label mates. She's on uh, on. Double oh, Board. word up. 
yeah. Okay, I, I didn't realize you was on there. Okay, dope, yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah, she's she's cool people's um real cool people's. I think I met Susie Analog for the first time at that particular show too. It was a lot of like it was man. <laughs> I've only been to LA a couple times, but that particular time it was so much going on because I think I was I think that's when I was out there to promote worth the wait. Like she was like figured out a way to get me out. Um, you know what I'm saying and and. We did a whole bunch of stuff, man. We went to like uh, Dash Radio. It was kind of crazy. We was we, man. <laughs> that was a fun time. Met oh, a lot of people. Yeah. Did play played a whole lot of beats. Uh, play. I think I played like three shows. <laughs> it was crazy. That's what's up. Who's your tech end man? Who's your tech end man? Uh, my tech end man. Uh, for a long time has been Kazuya Mishima or Kazuya Mishima, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um. Partly because when I came to the game at, uh, around Tekken 3, I don't think I had a main at that time, but every subsequent game after that, I always played Kazuya because I thought he looked cool. But then, like, later on, I was going to school with a homie who, like, this real funny dude named Ahmad who always used to play with Kazuya and used to, like, give me tips. And then, like, he passed away. And so, like, I kind of, like, played Kazuya out of honor for the homie. Honor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like... Get some KOs, uh, the homie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, and now I'm trying to pick up. I'm, I'm finally trying to pick up another character, uh, one that's actually new to the series in Tekken Seven. This character named uh, Shaheen, uh, just so I can kind of relearn the game because I've been playing the game for years and years and years, but like, I've never really been good at it. I just enjoy the game a lot, and so like now I'm kind of in the space where like, I'm like I want to I want to learn how to play this game a little bit better, and I want to do so with the character that requires like less technical execution because like for the people that play fighting games like kazuya is a very like execution heavy character like if you're not hitting all these motions right like you're gonna difficult be special move type things like uh sort of sort of kind of and like the combos employ those special moves and so like if you are messing up in your execution you're not really gonna be hitting a lot of your combos and you're not you're not yeah, and you're not gonna maximize what the character can do if you're not good at all this execution. And so, like, I'm the best I've ever been, but it's still not really that great <laughs> with that character. So I'm like, let me let me pick up somebody that's a little bit easier. So, you know, Shaheen is the other character. <laughs> and uh, do you, do you rock other games? Is it's mostly Tekken right now, or um, mostly Tekken, especially for the streams. Like right now with my streams. If I'm not playing Tekken, I'm probably going to be doing like a just chatting stream where I just invite people to come through and like, uh, you know, chat with me. I might have like a song request thing going on. Like that's another like feature that you can use on Twitch where you can have, uh, you know, people actually put it, put in a little command and drop a link and they'll it'll like cue their song into like a playlist order. And, uh, you know, you can have like a little, uh, you know, audience interplay with stuff like that, which is uh, it's fun to do from time to time, man. Some people uh queue up stuff that i don't be in the mood for sometimes <laughs> yeah i don't know if i'd be able to hang with that man. <laughs> i mean sometimes i i i would uh, explicitly ask for certain types of music like certain genres because i'm like man i want to chill right now i want to hear like super hard well at least in my streams nobody so far has been like a super hardcore like you know black metal fan or nothing like mm -hmm. that like it's mostly just been like 
stuff that was lyrically like a little too hard edged, like hip hop for what I was trying to do at the time. You know what I mean? I'd be trying to relax, man. They'd be trying to like play yeah, stuff. Trying with to somebody. To no stick up raps right now, man. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Somebody talking about hitting me with the Mac to my chest. Yo, Y'all what is it about that. every battle rapper and and putting the tech in your chest? Now, you know what? I think that's one of those things where it's just of an accepted convention of the art form at this right. point, where yeah. it's like, Hex you know, chest, I mean, bro, they go together like yeah. peas and carrots, man. I mean, you can go on YouTube. They got like compilations where it's like the the premise of like guns so big, where it's mm. like rappers being like, I got a gun so big. I gotta walk inside of it to pull the trigger, like stuff like it's just like compilations of stuff <laughs> like that. They're actually very entertaining and creative, but like, I feel like that's a weird mind space to be in to, to like have to create raps to where it's always like this aggression and like murderous, <laughs> murderous intent. It's it's a tough thing to, because I remember being in fifth grade listening to just exclusively gangster rap. Like, if you asked me when I was 11 years old, like, Tony, what are you? I'd be like, I'm a motherfucking hustler. You better ask somebody. <laughs> like, that's, that's where my head was at, at 11 years old. Like, wearing Velcro shoes and shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> wow. The Vel- and, and, I mean, I came out just fine. Like, I'm a nice guy. I don't want to hurt nobody. Okay, so I, I I think we've got, like, a good amount of stuff here. We've done, like, 40 minutes. Um, real quick, anything that you want to promote, your website, your social media, your gamer tag, hit me with it. There's no new music really coming out right now, but I've done tons of stuff that you can go get at any time on all of the streaming platforms just by searching Illingsworth. I got tons of EPs. I got tons of beats, tons of raps out there. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh as far as my socials, everything for the most part is Illingsworth, man. I'm I'm Illingsworth on Instagram. I'm Illingsworth on Twitter. I'm Illingsworth on Twitch. Uh, pfft. I'm Illingsworth on LinkedIn. I'm Illingsworth on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like just he's just Illingsworth in real life too. Search me out, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I and I try to be I try to be relatively approachable, man. Like you know, I mean approachable on the internet is different than approachable in real life but you know if you out there if you're trying to figure out how to do whatever you're doing man and you need some advice hit me up with a question man like i it i'll try to help you as best i can you know what i mean so awesome yeah. so two two more last things, <laughs> two more last <laughs> things. have you tried elf audio's koala app yeah i actually have it's badass, isn't it? I like it a lot, man. I want it like I low key. I want to buy one of those uh, cords that lets you like run stuff into the phone. The iRig, you know, you can airdrop sounds right into it from your computer. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. That. No, it blew my mind. If you go into like on your Mac, drag okay. to the airdrop, and uh, it'll bring up a window on your phone. If you have Koala open to the pa- uh, where the pads are at, it'll bring up a window on your phone, and you say yes, and it, it you pick Koala, and it drops it right into the phone. It's that's crazy. dope man i kind of just been like beatboxing into it and humming that's what into i was it. doing at first too. <laughs> I was beatboxing into it and making flips and then yesterday i'd realized what if i can airdrop and i tried it and it worked <laughs> so oh, that's now, dope. man i might fuck around and make a whole album of sample flips <laughs> the koala album. koala flips this just sounds really good and the the one last thing that i want i have a i have a sample service this is uh, the podcast is to promote the sample service i started the podcast to promote that and as like an excuse to like have conversations with my network of like really awesome friends who have like cool and interesting things to say 
but I wanted to extend to you if I could send you a link to all 1,000 sets of chops that we've made and maybe oh like, like <laughs> flip and make some beats. They're all categorized by tempo and uh, oh, wow. any producer that I have on the show, I like to offer that to them and it, whatever you want to do with it, make some beats, put them up, you know, like. I, I give it a shot, man. If I make anything from it, I'll, I'll make sure it gets to you so you can use it in whatever capacity you need to. Excellent, okay. my friend. All right, Illingsworth, man. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It's really nice man. to have a face to face conversation. Thank, yeah, thank you, man. Like, yeah. let's 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 not let this be the last time. Let's, no, definitely not. Yeah, this was again. a nice like introduction to each other's right. audiences, and yeah, next time we can have another conversation and keep it keep it light and friendly and have some fun and talk Absolutely. about cereal and pizza and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. All right, hundred percent. Thank you, thank you so much, man. Thank you for doing it. And uh, this has been the Taste of Chops podcast. Mm.